so, so good. We are so blessed by your worship team. We love you. Thank you for all that you're carrying. But hey, church, let's pray. Lord, I pray that we could be carriers of hope. Lord, that because of you in the midst of our lives, because of you living in our hearts, we would be carriers of hope. We would be part of the solution. We would be people that bring heaven to earth. And where we look all around us at struggle and concern, we would be people that could step in and be your hands and your feet and your mouthpiece. Ones to carry peace and hope and solution. Thank you, Jesus, for the privilege of being your people in this time. Church, I declare peace to you. I declare peace into your homes. I declare peace into your relationships. Jesus is on the throne. And all God's people said, Amen, Amen, Amen. Hey, if you're with us for the first time, we'd lovely, it'd be lovely if you just put a note in the chat box or sent us an email saying, I was with you in church this morning, it's so, so good. We've got a whole gang of people gathering in a watch party right now, so give us a wave if you're in the watch party. Stand up and give us a clap. Hello to everyone who's watching at home. Give us a wave. We won't see you, but you've made the effort. Can I just give a big shout out to Auntie Bagwasi watching us down in Botswana. Auntie was a student with us many years ago, and the world's a small place now because of the internet, and Auntie's able to stay with us. I believe there's lots of people around the world who have worshipped with us. Say hi. It's so good to be connected with you all. So as we press into our service, let's create space for our giving. You know, the word says, those who honor God, God will honor. And he encourages us to not only honor him with lip service and actions, but with our stuff. And we choose, don't we, according to Proverbs 3, to honor God with our wealth. And as we do that, he says he'll throw open the windows of heaven. But the great thing is, as we honor him, we can build together. Lives are being changed because of this church. And as we honor God with our finances and get our weight behind the church, lives are changed. So on the screen, as I've said that, are the ways to give. I encourage you to take part. You're doing a good thing, and God bless you for that. We've got great connect groups going on through the week. Uh, Every Wednesday, we've got a whole bunch of connect groups meeting. If you're not part of one, they have been one of the biggest successes of lockdown for us as a church. People who weren't part of a connect group are now part of a connect group, and they're loving it. They're thriving. They're creating new relationships, praying together, standing together in the good times and the bad times. We are called into relationships. So become part of a connect group if you're not already one, because they are epic. We have got an amazing moment now in our church life. Um, In a moment, I'm going to introduce you to um, Sarah Jane Roberts, who's a gift to our church, but I believe a gift to the church. She carries such an anointing in preaching the word. She's got a great history. Her family line has preached the word for many, many, many years, and she's carrying something special. So wherever you are, get to your feet and give a great big welcome to Sarah Jane Roberts. Good morning, church. I'm so excited to share the Word of God with you this morning. So whether you're watching in a watch party or on your sofa, I have a word from heaven for you this morning. So I hope you're ready to receive this word. So we've got two daughters. I'm married to Dan. Many of you might know that. We have two children and they're into singing. 
They love singing and they love dancing. So we watched a program called The Masked Singer. You may have seen it on television. We have some agreement in the house this morning. And The Masked Singer is a great program. So a celebrities, they could be from a sporting background, they could be singers, they could be artists, actresses. Celebrities will come onto this show and they will wear a complete disguise. Now I'm talking, you cannot see an ounce of flesh on these people, but they will wear a disguise and they will dress up as people such as the fox, the flamingo, the panther, and they will be from head to toe completely covered. And the idea is they go onto a stage and they sing and there's a panel of celebrities that have to guess who the singer is. So they'll put out lots of little clues into what they do for their living and you have to guess the voice. And there was this one particular singer that went up on the stage and I was like, I recognize that voice. I could hear it, it was a man and he was dressed up and I was like, I knew that voice. And every time this guy, he was the leopard, so he was a great big tall guy, this elaborate costume, I was like, I know who the leopard is, but I just couldn't get it. And week after week, it was this soulful tone of the leopard. And I was like, I got it. And one week, to my family's amazement, I stood up in my lounge and I went, it's seal, it's seal. To which my six-year-old turned around and went, mummy, that's a leopard, not a seal. And I'm like, no, no, it's the singer seal. You don't get it. You don't get it. The Batman film, Kiss of My Rose. I won't sing it this morning. Praise the Lord, you say. But I was like, it's seal. I recognized his voice. It was a song from the 90s but in 2020 I knew the voice of seal and you know there's a voice church I want to talk to you about it's the voice that spoke creation into being it's the voice that spoke to Moses through a burning bush it's the voice that called Samuel it's the voice that told Jonah where he should go it is the voice that spoke to so many people in the Bible he called Saul on the Damascus road and said why are you persecuting me there is a voice and it's the voice of our Heavenly Father it's the voice of God and my question is to you today do you know his voice do you know the voice of God Almighty? I want to look at a passage of scripture in Ephesians 2 verses 19 to 22 and I want to read this in the Passion Version. So you are not foreigners or guests but rather you are the children of the city of the Holy Ones with all the rights as family members of the household of God. You are rising like the perfectly fitted stones of the temple and your lives are being built up together upon the ideal foundation laid by the apostles and prophets. And best of all, you are connected to the head cornerstone of the building, the anointed one, Jesus Christ himself. This entire building is under construction and it continues and it continually is growing under his supervision until it rises up completed as the holy temple of the Lord himself. This means that God is transforming each one of you into the holy of holies, his dwelling place through the power of the Holy Spirit living in you. Do you know every moment of every day we have access to the voice of God. And I love what it says at the beginning of this passage, so you're no longer foreigners or guests, that you belong, you are the family of God. And once you've said yes to Jesus, once you have acknowledged that Jesus is the Son of God and that he died to forgive you for all of your sins and set you on a relationship with the Father, he made your right standing with God. Once you accept that, you enter into the family of God and you have access to the very presence of God, no ritual, no 
no regime, you and God. And any moment of any given day, at any time, you can have communication with God. You can pray, you can read the word of God, you can hear his voice for yourself. And not only that, you have been given the gift of the Holy Spirit. You know, Jesus spoke to his disciples and he said before he was going to go on the, cru on the cross, he said, I'm going to send one that is better. It is better that you receive the one that I send to you because he will lead you in all truth and he will help you grow. And they didn't really understand. But he was saying, I'm going to give you the Holy Spirit. And when the Holy Spirit comes to reside and live in us, that is our relationship with Jesus through the power of the Holy Spirit. That is the most glorious gift you will ever receive. You have your salvation and then you have access to the throne of God at any given moment, at any given time. He will guide us. He will speak to us. Have you heard his voice lately? Do you know what his voice sounds like? I want to encourage you today that through a journey and a faith in Jesus Christ, as we partner with the Holy Spirit, you will hear his voice. And the truth is that God has an accent. And the accent that God has is so specific to you of one of his children that you will hear the voice of God in, in the way that it relates to you. You will hear him and understand him because he is that specific of all the billions of people. He will speak to you a unique word in this season. So back in, in Jesus' day, um, there's so many miracles that went on in the Bible. And one of the miracles was a feeding of the 5,000, which many people will be familiar with. And just after that, there's a, a series of events that happen. And then Jesus is talking to his disciples and they're asking him a question, you know, how do we live this life, God, uh, Jesus? What do we do to be right with God? And this is what he tells them in John 6, verse 28 to 35 in the NIV. They asked him, what must we do to do the works God requires? Jesus answered, the work of God is this, to believe in the one he has sent. So they asked him, what sign then will you give that we may see and believe you? What will you do? Our ancestors ate the manna in the wilderness. As it is written, he gave them bread from heaven to eat. Jesus said to them, very truly, I tell you, it is not Moses who has given you the bread from heaven, but it is my Father who gives you the true bread from heaven. For the bread of God is the bread that comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. So they said, always give us this bread. Then Jesus declared, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never go hungry, and whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. And you see, the disciples nearly missed the point because they thought it was going to be a physical bread. Because back in the Old Testament days, when the Israelites were being released out of Egypt and going on their journey to the promised land, God said, I'd provide for you. And he gave them physical bread from heaven. It was manna. But he said, only eat what you need for that day because it will turn to maggots. Don't store it up because I will give you fresh bread the next day. And they, they thought it was going to be like that. So when Jesus said, I am the bread of life, he was saying to them, I am more than physical bread. I am the one that sustains you. I am the one that your very life flows from. I am the one that will give you all power, all strength to live this life, that everything you need will be found in me, that I am your bread, that you will not go hungry and you will not thirst. And they didn't get it, but Peter got it. 
Later on in the chapter, we read that Peter, who had walked with Jesus for these three years, because he was in relationship with Jesus, he got it, because you are the Son of God. He understood. And he was telling them that I am the bread, the access to the Father is through me, I'm the bread of life that you need. And I want you to imagine this morning that as you're gathered in your house or in a church service this morning, I want you to imagine that I am baking some fresh bread. <laughs> Paul Hollywood, eat your heart out. And here I am, and as I'm baking this bread, there's a fragrance. If you've ever baked bread, you will know there's a fragrance that comes out of the oven. It smells good. And if I get the bread here and it's warm and it's crispy on the outside and it's fluffy in the middle, and I break this bread, you're getting hungry now, it's not lunchtime yet. And I break this bread and I start to eat it. You see, I can describe to you what it tastes like because the majority of people have had bread in their life. And I can describe how the crispiness and how it's sustaining me and it's making me feel full up with this bread. But until you taste it, you don't know what this loaf tastes like. Until you come and grab a piece of this, you don't know exactly what it tastes like. And I want to preach this morning about having fresh bread every day. Because do you know what I believe? I believe before COVID hit, before we went into this lockdown season that we're in at the moment and could be in again, as we've discussed already this morning, as we came before COVID, I think what we had did as Christians, I think we went to church on a Sunday and we got in church and we had our worship service and we got a bit of bread. And we got the word of God and we had the message and then we prayed with someone and then we talked to someone who was full of faith and we got a little bit of whiff of their bread. We got a little bit of whiff of their relationship with Jesus and we took it in and it was great. But come Monday, that bread was dried up and come Thursday night, do you know what? That bread had gone and we were waiting until we got to the next Sunday to get our Sunday fix, to get a bit of that bread to last us till the next week. And yet the truth is who wants to eat six day old bread? It gets mouldy. It goes hard. It gets stale. It gets dried up. And then we find ourselves in this lockdown season and a lot of people are like, I'm hungry and I'm starving and I haven't got my faith because I can't get to the church. But Jesus is saying today, you are the church. And you, as the church, which is out of the building, which is the church walking and living and breathing in daily life at the moment, you've got to get your bread from Jesus. You've got to come to the source of life, the one who sustains you. He will give you fresh bread every day. He doesn't want you to live off yesterday's blessing and of yesterday's situation, but he's saying, come to me. Come to me and I'll give you the freshness of the bread for today. And I want to encourage you that how we do that is spending time in his presence. How we do that is praying to God, is reading his word, is having communication with him. And I don't want us to get religious about it because what the enemy will do, he will say, well, you've got to have your devotional at this time. And if you miss it by two minutes and you haven't done your Bible app and you haven't got all the streaks and you haven't prayed about that situation and everything you set yourself up to do, you failed and you might as well not bother to be in relationship with God. But I want to say every moment of every day of every week, of every year, we have access to God and he is always waiting for us to come and have communication with him. So why don't we prioritise Jesus? You know, imagine if I said to my husband, Dan, like we're married, we've been married for 21 years now. If I said, I'll, I'll speak to you every night at six o'clock, you've got five minutes. 
That's it, we've got to discuss everything that's going on in our world. That's it, uh, that's it at six o'clock. And yet sometimes we do that in our relationship with God. We say, okay, I'll give you this time, but, but I, I can't give you that time. And the truth is, why is it like that? You see, if, if we go to God, and I know you've had those moments, church, when you're in his presence, when you're praying about something, and you just know God has dealt with it. You know that you can come to him with the issues of life and the stuff that's going on, and you just lay it at his feet, and it's done. And you know he's there, and you know that you can just come any moment. And when you've done that, he changes thing, things. So why is it that we don't prioritize him? And the truth is because there's so many other voices in our life. Because life is loud. There is the voice of people. There are little people in our lives who are loud. People have got newborns in our church. They are loud. There's the voices of teenagers in our life, of family in our life. We've got jobs. We've got businesses. We've got work. We've got church commitments. We've got cars that need servicing. We have got so many things that need doing in the house. There's always that to-do list. You know, I cross something off my to-do list to only put something new on the top of my to-do list. There is always stuff. There is the pressure of life. We have these little devices that sit in our back pockets and we are constantly have people have access to us 24 7 and so we'll answer the text at half past 11 at night because we might as well get it done because we're going to be so busy tomorrow there is always demand there's always something but I really believe as I prepare this message that Jesus was shouting to us Psalm 46 verse 10 he says be still and know that I am God I will be exalted amongst the nations I will be exalted in the earth. And the word there, it says, be still. It means stop. Stop. And in the COVID lockdown time, a lot of people stopped and they're like, oh, I've got my relationship back with God. But now things have started up again. Well, it's busy, busy, busy. See you, God. And yet God is over here saying, do you know, if you come to me first, if you spend some time in my presence, if you pray first before you make that decision, do you know what? I'll guide you into all truth. I will be the loudest voice in your life if you let me. And the thing is, God wants relationship with us. It blows me away the fact that God Almighty, who spoke and breathed life into the very world that we are walking and living in at the moment, wants relationship with me. Because that's what we were created for, to worship God and be in relationship with him. And we will never, ever be satisfied with anything in life except our relationship with Jesus because he's the source. He's the bread of life. He is all that we need. And we put him first, as it says in the word, and all the other things are added. He'll take care of the rest when we give him our first and we give him our best. The loudest voice needs to be God in your life. Do you know, there's a great story in the Bible of a prophet called Elijah, and we might be familiar with him, but he was just amazing. He heard the voice of God. God spoke to him and gave him very specific instructions to do. He saw the miracles of God. He saw fire come down from heaven. He saw all the, fo the, the false prophets be completely obliterated. He saw the power of God. He was just like, wow, God, you're amazing. And then the most evil queen and king of all time, Ahab and Jezebel, had a bounty on his head, and he went into a great depression and he ran and he was scared for his life and he went and hid in a cave and he was in this cave literally like I just might as well just die what is the point when he'd just seen the glory of God and he'd seen the miracles of God he was in that relationship with God and yet in the cave in the place of hiding God said Elijah I want to speak to you I've got a word for you a word in season for you and God is saying to you this morning I've got a word in season for you and with Elijah, he had to wait on the Lord for the word. And this is what it tells us in 1 Kings 19, verses 11 to 13. The Lord said, go out and stand on the mountain in the presence of the Lord, for the Lord is about to pass by. 
Then a great and powerful wind tore the mountains apart and shattered the rocks before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind. After the wind, there was an earthquake. But the Lord was not in the earthquake. And after the earthquake came a fire. But the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire came a gentle whisper. When Elijah heard it, he pulled his cloak over his face and he went out and stood at the mouth of the cave. You see, it wasn't in the loudness when the word came. It wasn't in the fire. It wasn't in the earthquake. It wasn't in all the drama that was going on. But it's when he came out and he heard the whisper of God. And in our lives, there's a lot of drama going on. There's a lot of voice of fear at the moment. There's the media everywhere you look. There's a lot of stuff that is aimed at us to get our attention, to distract us. But the voice of God is louder than all of that stuff because my God and your God is still on the throne today. And I want to encourage you, he has a word for you today. He wants to speak to you today that we have access, that everyone does. And when we look at other people, we think, well, they can hear God so much better than I can. And they seem to get all these words, but God wants to speak to you. He has a word for you today. I want to encourage you to spend time with Jesus. You know, at the moment, we can do watch parties in churches. And when we come to church, we've all got our masks on. And it's quite comical, really, because it's hard to sort of talk or hear people sometimes when they've got the mask on. And I had such this revelation as we'd watched the masked singer a little while back, that actually we are unmasked worshippers, that we can come unmasked in the presence of God. But it's not on the Sunday it's in our homes, that we can have the best worship services, just God and us, that we can have the best prayer meetings, just God and us. And I love the gathering. I'm for the church. I'm a church girl. I love that. But the truth is that the best worship services, the best prayer meetings, the best times of giving God your brokenness and experiencing his wholeness is when it's you and him. And I want to tell you there's times when I will be on my own at home and I will dance and sing around my kitchen and I get all the words wrong and I mix all the songs up and it doesn't sound good. And if anyone heard me, they'd be like, you nutter. But the truth is, God hears it because it's not about what's coming out of here, but it's about my heart connection with my Jesus. There's been moments in these past few months when I've been on my knees in the presence of my God in worship and praying and I've given him all my fear and I've given him my worry and I've given him my future. And God has just exchanged it for the most amazing peace that you cannot buy. That is the worship service when I'm unmasked in his presence. And I want to say he's calling you today saying, come back. I'm over here. Come back into my presence. It's where I want to sustain you. I am the bread of life. And I have something so, so filling for you today. The more you know God, the more you hear his voice. The more you spend time listening to God and praying. And you know, that can be when you're washing up. That can be when you're driving to work. That can be when you're doing the gardening. That can be in a moment, just you and him. Don't put it in these boxes of what it needs to look like. 24-7, we have access to God. In John 10, verse 27 in the NIV, it says, My sheep listen to my voice. I know them and they follow me. They listen to my voice. They wait in that moment. God, what are you saying now? What do you want to say today? And I know them intimately, one-on-one, -on -one, and then they follow me. There's something about hearing your father's voice. You know, a while back um, at school, we had a Amy's sports day. And she was very excited about sports day because they'd been practicing for a long time. And she was one of the fastest runners out of the girls in her year group. And so she'd been practicing limbering up, you know, the old lunges, everything. 
and she was so excited about sports day coming up so with about three days to go she came home from school and she looked quite disheartened and so we sat her down and said what's the matter and she said well they said because I'm so fast I've got a race against the boys but the boys are faster and I don't want to race against the boys I haven't got a chance of winning so as you do as parents we talked around and we said you just got to do your best Amy just focus you can run fast just do it if that's what they've decided at school you've just got to go for it so she said okay so we got to sports day and we went there and at sports day there was a crowd do you remember them there's sort of a lot of people I don't know if you remember this sort of, and, and you could stand and and there was people that I could touch you know and just like hold hands and and there was no masks and it was sunny and we could share drinks and food it was amazing it's one of those days yeah they, we'll write that in history books but there we were at this crowded sports day and you need to know we were standing on the line for the race I think it was 50 meter race and there she was at the beginning and you could see she was sort of looking she got these great big boys next to her ready to run and a few of the girls were there as well and she looked over and I stood there with Dan and all of a sudden, you see, I thought we were back in the cave with Elijah because there was this thunderous sound. There was like this earthquake sound. Because at the top of his voice, Dan shouted out, Come on, Amy! Come on, Amy! To which Amy looked over and there's that moment of, that is so embarrassing, that's my dad. Well, at this point, the crowd had almost dispersed back because of the loudness of Dan, but he didn't stop. But then something changed in the demeanor of my daughter's face because she looked over and she saw her dad was saying, come on, Amy. And for the whole race, he shouted at her, come on, Amy, come on, Amy. And people were looking and people were tutting, but it didn't matter. He didn't care because he was cheering her on. And you know, something went in her and she smashed that race because her dad cheered her on and I want to say today there is a God in heaven who is cheering you on as his son and his daughter and he's saying hear my voice above every other voice listen to my voice for now I have a fresh word in season for you today if you would just draw near and hear my voice I have so much for you son and daughter hear my voice famous theologian A.W. Tozer said, the one who does not expect God to speak will discount every single time he does. And so often, I've been there, you've been like that, okay, God, speak to me. Speak to me. And then we dismiss it, that then when we've gone out later in the day and we've seen a poster on the wall that has said something like accelerate, and we think, well, it's talking about a car. And then the Holy Spirit says, no, I'm talking to you. I'm saying it's time to accelerate. Or when somebody says to us, I've really been reading this in the Bible, and we're like, well, I only read that yesterday. And then we start to think, no, God is speaking to me. It's not in the booming voice of Morgan Freeman on that film that God will speak to you, but it's in that still place to your heart that he will speak and he will cheer you on. It's when you spend time in the presence of God, the power of the Holy Spirit will show you the things that need to change. It will chip away at the stuff, will mold you and shape you into the person God has called you to be, will give you direction for the future. So I want to say to you today, you are hearing God. Do not dismiss it and be expectant to hear God. So I think testimony is so powerful. I just want to share with you some testimony from the lives of me and Dan of something that's happened to us when we pray together. Because I believe in this season there's something about the two or three gathering together. You know, we can't do church how we used to at the moment. And I pray that we'll get the day when we can gather fully again in churches. But until we can, there's something special happening in the two or threes. Because it tells us in Matthew that when two or three are gathered in my name, I am there. 
I am there with them. And I believe there's all little church services going on in people's homes. And I want to encourage you, if you are married today in your home, look at your husband and your wife. That's your church. If you've got children in your house, that's your church. If you've got a friend, your housemate, brother, sister, mum, dad, these are the people who you live with, who you reside with. I want to tell you that's your church because when you pray together, stuff's going to happen. When you speak together about the Word of God, when you read a book together, you listen to a podcast, when you share something of God together, something gets stirred up. And in the two or threes, God is building his house. He is saying it's time to gather together one-on-one with God and with other people because iron sharpens iron. And when you share what God is doing in your life, you will be, you won't be surprised to hear that God is doing something in your friend's life, your mum's life, etc. And so I want to share some things that happened with Dan and I. So we love to pray together but we have to fight for it I tell you you have to fight for it we will put the night aside this is our night this is what we're going to do we're going to pray we're going to worship we're going to listen to podcasts whatever we decide on that night don't get religious about it mix it up I want to tell you that church but we will do that and there will be the distraction one of the children will be up we'll have a work call that we need to urgently attend something will happen it's the way but fight for it push through because when you do it together something amazing happens and a few months back we were praying together We'd worship, we'd done the stuff. And Dan got this word, he said, I just really feel like God is saying, just follow me, just follow me. So we got that and it resonated with me and we just kept praying it. And it was quite late at night by now. I think it was about quarter to 11. And we've got a lounge with shutters and our shutters were open in our lounge. It was obviously dark. And we sat there and we opened our eyes after we prayed. And do you know, when you pray and you spend time in God's presence, you feel so much better on the other side of it as well, by the way. It's a little side note. But there we were and we both looked up and we looked out over the house in front of us that we've got, you know, as we look out of our window, we've got house there, pathway. We looked up at the sky and the sky was completely black except one bright star that was shining. And I tell you the truth, I've never ever seen that star at that point at night. And I will often look out the shutters before I go to bed at night. And there was this one star and it was so bright. And we both looked at each other and it was like the Holy Spirit was showing us. It was like the star that the wise men followed. It was like, follow me. They followed the star to find Jesus. And we looked and it was just so bright. We were like mesmerized by this one star that was in the sky. And we both knew that God was saying, you see, I want to show you signs to follow what I've spoken to you. Follow me. We looked at it, we went out, we took pictures of it, it was amazing. I got on Google straight away, like, is there a spaceship out tonight? Is it a planet, UFO? You know, all the things, because what do we do? We try to dismiss the voice of God when he's speaking to us. But that star was there, there was nothing online. There was nothing about a planet being brighter that night or a particular star. It was nothing. But that was a star that my God put in the sky for me and my husband to see. And we took a picture and that next night, I couldn't wait for it to get dark because I waited to look and it wasn't there. And it's never been there since. But it's when we drew near to God in his presence when we decided to pray together we saw that and he gave us that sign and it just stirred us in our prayer life and I know so many people that have stories like that so it's important to share our testimony the other one is recently um, I've been praying and one of the things that God gives us is a gift of tongues and it's just a special language between you and God you can pray for the gift of tongues you're filled with that by the power of the Holy Spirit and it's how you communicate with God and no one can understand it as my children say it sounds strange but it's a heavenly language between us and God and I've started to pray in tongues more and and the more I've prayed in tongues my tongue has changed and it's got deeper and I feel like I can pray for longer in tongues which I didn't do before I thought oh well it's something God's doing in me 
But I spoke to somebody else recently and they're like, that has happened to me in this time. And I've spoken to somebody else and they're like, that has happened to me in this time. And so God is doing something. And as we shared our story, it, it encourages us. So I want to tell you today, you are hearing the voice of God and God is speaking to you. Expect him to speak and he will speak to you. Can I encourage you today to go deeper with God? to strengthen your temple. You are the church. A church is never contained to a building. It's never about the building or the gathering, but you are the church. You are a follower of Jesus. And I want to encourage you to strengthen your temple, that you will hear the Father cheering you on as you spend time in his presence. The more time you spend in his presence, the more you will understand his voice above every other voice, because we have a very real enemy. And the way that he talks to us is to get into our mind. And the Bible describes him like an angel of light. So sometimes thoughts will come into your mind and they will almost sound like the truth. But when you know the voice of God, you can determine easily, is that my father speaking or is that the father of lies? And you can dismiss the voice that comes of, of th lies and doubt and fear. You can push it aside and say, no, I'm going to just follow my Jesus. And we get to know his voice more. So I want to encourage you, strengthen your temple in this time. Spend time in the word of God. Get a devotional going. Just do what you can, but include him in every area of your life. During lockdown, um, back in sort of May time, do you remember when the supermarkets ran out of everything? There was no pasta, there was no toilet roll, strange one, no flour because everyone was baking, no icing sugar. And often I would get people come um, text me or phone me and say, I don't suppose you've got any plain flour? And I'd go to my store cupboard and if I had flour in there, I would give it to them. One day someone said, have you got any pasta? We're having spaghetti bolognese, no pasta, it's not good. I was like, yeah, I've got some, come and get it. And actually it's a little side salad to the message. The day I gave away a packet of pasta, Dan came home from work with six packets of pasta. So the more you give, the more God gives you to receive. So be encouraged in that. Try it with toilet roll. But there was this sense that as people would come to me, if they needed something and I had it, they could have it. And I had such a sense that as we strengthen our temples as a church away from the main building, we have a store cupboard that is ready available for the people in our lives. So that when someone in your world comes and says, oh, I feel so hopeless in this situation at the moment, I've lost my job and there's no hope for me. You can say, hope you, you want some of that? Oh, come to me because I've been in the word of God this week and I've got some hope for you. And someone else says, I, I just need some encouragement. I'm feeling so disheartened and in, discouraged. Come to me. I've got encouragement in my cupboard. And someone says, well, where is God in all this? And you say, well, I can tell you where God is because he tells us in Jeremiah that he knows the plans he has for us, plans to prosper us and not to harm us, to give us a hope and a future. You see, I've spent time in my Bible this week, so I've got something to give you out of my store cupboard. So I want to say, get your store cupboard stored up, your spiritual store cupboard, so that you can give out in this time to those in your life who need encouragement. Let's be that to each other in the church. We might not be able to meet like we used to, but we have Zoom, we've got a phone, we've got a text, we can stand two meters, we are still the church, we are still alive, we are still God's A plan. I want to say strengthen, strengthen your church so that you are able to go out. Once you've heard his voice, will you be the voice? You see, there's a story in the Bible about Esther. And Queen Esther was positioned in the palace. She was married to the king. She'd been in an intimate relationship with the king at the time. And she had an opportunity to use her voice because there was a plan to wipe out the Jewish people. 
to obliterate that race. And she had a moment where she could come before the king and put a plea to say, will you save my people? But she had to use her voice. And her uncle, Mordecai, who was a Jew, Esther was a Jew, sent a message to her. And he sent this message in Esther 4, verses 14 to 16. He's talking to Esther. For if you remain silent at this time, relief and deliverance for the Jews will arise from another place but you and your father's family will perish. And who knows that you have come to the royal position for such a time as this. But if you remain silent, Esther, relief will come from someone else. And you know, as the church that has left the building, full of the voice and word of God, we have a choice to remain silent at this time. Or we we can choose to be God's chosen voice, his church, his bride, his mouthpiece. So that when people come into our world with the questions that we can be the voice at this time. I love what it says that if you remain silent, relief and deliverance will come from another place. And I want to say, maybe there's some words that you've been too scared to say. Some words of hope or encouragement. And you've thought, can I say that? Can I mention this? Should I talk about Jesus? I want to say now is your time. Now is a time for the church to shine bright. We have a voice on so many different platforms now. And it's time for us to arise. There are words that you might say and you'll think, oh, I don't want to stumble over it. But the Holy Spirit who lives in you as you speak will bring words of life and of hope and of freedom to a world that needs to hear today. There's a fragrance of the bread of life that's on your life as a Christian. And there's some people in your world that need to smell that fresh bread today for themselves. There's people that need to come and partake of the bread of life where they will never hunger and thirst again because he is the one that sustains us. And so I want to encourage you today, hear his voice and be the voice. I'd love to pray this morning. Well, Father God, I want to thank you for this message, Lord. I want to pray, Father, that for everybody who hears this this morning, they would hear your voice through this message, Lord God. They would hear your spirit talking to their spirit this morning to encourage them to get with you, Jesus, to encourage them to be at that place of hearing you, of being in your presence, of praying, of getting word ready and building themselves up to go out, Lord God. I want to thank you that we have the greatest message of all time, that we have the good news, that you sent your son, Jesus, to die a death he didn't deserve, to give us freedom and eternal life with the Father. And so I want to pray today for anybody here who's never accepted Jesus as their personal Lord and Saviour. Maybe you'd say to me this morning, I've never tasted that bread. If you want to enter into relationship to Jesus, I want to pray this morning. And if you want to say amen to this prayer, you have accepted Jesus, your Lord and Saviour. Jesus, thank you that you died for me, that you died in place of all my mistakes and all my sin, that you took all my hurt and my pain and my suffering. And I want to invite you into my life now. Be Lord and King of my life and let me come into that position of knowing you as Jesus. If you prayed that today, please put it in the chat box. Please contact us because it's the best decision you've ever made. I want to thank you for listening to me today and just want to pray you have a blessed week. Thank you.